Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of, well, it's not another episode. It's actually a Behind the Steel Curtain podcast special. It's the cut down day special. We decided as a collective group that the Saturday that the Steelers cut their roster from 91 players down to 53, we would do a show right after it happened. So we did our editorial jobs. Myself, Dave Schofield. Good job, Dave, today. Tip of the cap to you. And um, a lot to talk about, but not a lot to talk about, right? But let's introduce whoever is with us. Brian, go ahead and introduce yourself if you haven't yet. And what's going on? How are you doing? My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I'm a Sagittarius, and I'm just glad to be on the show today, my friends. Do you like pina coladas? And long walks in the rain. Hey, I could get on a rant about that song, um, but uh, we've got we've got more things to talk about. And hey, it's cut down day. We know what our team looks like, right? For now. For now. For now. Dave Schofield, introduce yourself. How's it going? I'm Dave Schofield, and I'm going. The reason I say introduce yourself is that honestly. <laughs> Our channel has grown a lot on YouTube, and our podcast platform has grown a lot. And so there is a high likelihood that we might actually have people that are just tuning in for the first time, just watching the podcast for the first time. And so therefore, a little bit of an introduction there. I'm Jeff Hartman, as I said, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And before we get started, I want to say something. Isaac is a huge supporter of our podcast, and he is in the live chat right now. Can I say how tired I am of seeing these type of comments? in both the comment section on Behind the Steel Curtain and now on our podcast platform, Isaac saying that the Patriots are going to pick up Johnny Holton and turn him into a Pro Bowl player. And people were saying that about Anthony Ciccolo, who made the team. I mean, maybe they'll say that about Eli Rogers. I'm just so sick and tired of it that, my gosh, the, the Patriots are not God's gift to football. Have they won a lot in the last 10 years? Absolutely. But can we please pump the brakes on them being the perfect organization and they do everything right? Please. Now, guys, you can say what you want, Brian. You can say whatever you want about that. That's just a little soapbox for me as I saw that pop up on the live feed. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the Patriots are not that special. They just have a really good quarterback and a pretty good coach. You agree, Brian? That's that's what it is, because without those two guys, we're looking at 5'11", year in, year out, and a whole range of coaches. So um, really, you know, once this Brady-Belichick era is gone, that's it. You know, they've made magic before, but, you know, I mean, I, I like Johnny Holton, but he's Darius Hayward Bay is what he is. Yeah. Uh, Dave, thoughts on Holton and or the Patriots and that whole stupid aura around them? <laughs> um. Would they really claim him off of waivers? I don't know. Uh, he's still eligible for the practice squad. I actually have him on the practice squad. I even had him on there before the the, the cut downs, and I'm going to keep him on there because he has one more year. No, actually, I think he has two more years, actually. So he's a guy that would be great to be on the practice squad. Obviously, Eli Rogers is, is not available anymore, and those were the two receivers that were cut that we thought well, along with Deontay Spencer, the three that were cut that we thought had a chance to make it. They've, Spencer's already said that the Steelers won him on the practice squad. Uh, that was the report that was out earlier today. So I think I think Eli Rogers is is out is gone, but Johnny Holton could be on that practice squad and could be pulled up onto the team if they if, if injury happens and they want that sixth receiver. Okay, so let's talk about the roster cuts today. I'm sorry that I got off on a little tangent there. Um, there were really not many surprises and news was kind of trickling in throughout the day. And, you know, all this was happening. Like for instance, Gerald Hawkins was traded that happened prior to the 4 PM deadline. Um, guys, let's talk about the draft class first. Okay. The Steelers do not like to cut draft picks, but they did. They cut, am I correct? in just saying two Derwin gray, seventh round pick from Maryland got cut. Sutton Smith, six-round pick from Northern Illinois, got cut. Am I missing anyone else, Dave? Uh, not yet, because yeah. I do believe that if the Steelers pick up a tight end um, from from someone else's cuts, that that could then also mean that Zach Gentry could be cut and moved to the practice squad if he clears okay. waivers. So Brian, two, we're, two we're, so far. Okay, so Brian, were there any surprises there for those two guys? I mean, Derwin Gray looked pretty bad in the preseason. Sutton Smith, I mean, he just didn't play. 
You know what? Um, he started to make strides in uh, Game 4, but it was just not enough of a sample size. But that's not a bad thing when you're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers' perspective of this. Um, this is an opportunity to stash a guy on the practice squad. Um, and like if you like him, give him another shot next year because he didn't have enough to show off for other teams. So yeah. when the uh, Patriots go ahead and make him a superstar, um, uh, just yeah. just like they did with Demarcus Ayers, <laughs> remember Demarcus yeah, Ayers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. He was really good. But, really um, good so uh, it, you know, I, and I'm joking, but um, but you know what? So there's a guy you could protect without uh, without losing him because there wasn't enough of a sample size. Because if they like him enough, he's not gone. Right. So I mean, he could decide to go to another team. But, uh, you know, I think that's uh, that's someone you could keep around for a while down on the PS. And if something happens next, thing you know, there he is. OK, so questions are coming in and we have a live chat here, our super chat feature. It's two dollars. Captain Underpants, who's a regular listener of the show. Um, just so you know, the, the super chat feature is there for you to use on the right side where you can comment on the video in the live stream. There's a little dollar sign. You can donate any amount of money to the show. It goes to the show directly to that. We appreciate all the money that you donate. You don't have to, but you can. And if it does, it highlights that question and we'll put it up on the screen here as I did. He asked, are there any tight ends that you think are right for us? And I think he's referring to tight ends that were released. There have been a lot of tight ends that have been released, veteran tight ends. But I guess the question that I have, because I don't know any specific names, maybe you all do, but for me, I'm looking at where, what are the Steelers looking for if they are going to bring in a tight end? For instance, someone said the other day that they would be looking for a quote-unquote Matt Spath type tight end. It's a blocker. He can catch the ball, but that's not his forte. Dave, if you know names, go ahead and throw them out there. If you don't, what are they looking for in terms of the type of tight end that they want to target? As, a, as for the type of tight end, I think that is spot on. I like the whole notion of a Matt Spath type of tight end, someone that you can come in that will be that run blocker, but you could put them out there and they who can catch. You still have to account for them. When it comes to names, I know there were some names that were floating around, but my focus so far this offseason has been completely on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I don't know if any of those guys out there are really guys that fit that mold or someone who could who they could realistically sign for the amount of money that they have available um, to fit that. So I like the idea. I know what I would like, but I can't give you a name of someone out there right now. David, I'm sorry, Brian, this is normally your forte. Do you know of anyone that got released today that you said, hey, this could be a good one? James Kelbaugh, I like the Luke Wilson thing. Um, if his, you know what, if this guy's brother Owen Wilson is available, that would be just as good. But um, Luke Wilson, you know, has got a lot of run because he was a Raider on hard knocks, but uh, he played a lot as a blocking tight end uh, for many a year in Seattle. That's not a bad option. Um, plus, he has cool long hair, and uh, everybody likes the the guy with long hair, but you know, this is a guy who could go ahead and do the job, come in as that uh, Matt Spath type blocker, because really the only other blocker that you've got right now is Chooks as a tight end, uh, but he's not a pass catching option. And they like space for maybe uh, um, five, six surprise balls every year. So, I mean, if you bring in a guy like Luke Wilson, that's not the worst idea um, at all. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> in the live chat. Someone asked what Dave had in the background underneath the the sheet, and I said it was a standard. It's, it, it's called my, my my wife. This, I'm in my wife's office right now, and it's her it's her um book bookshelf of shame. So she says in order to do it in here, I'm trying to be be in here so I can keep the craziness down that is my kids. Normally we do podcasts when they're asleep. Um, I told nope. her that I would I would I would cover up the the. The the the, the untidiness, it's, it's not buying it. Yeah. Vertical. It's, it's actually, actually, <laughs> see, it, it, it's it's actually where. Uh, no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. It's Brian, I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you all fair. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm I'm I, Brian Anthony Davis asked me to stash his. Um, um, we'll just say various um, adult novelty collection. Oh, all right. right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Let's let's get the conversation back on track. We're derailing. Let's go tonight. back to the Steelers. Yeah. There you Can go. Can I say another tight end thing? Sure. Um, um, someone said, well, they're not going to keep two tight ends of the practice squad because they have uh, Christian Scotland Williamson. That's not true. 
They did last year. They kept him and another one because they they keep him for free, but it doesn't mean that he would be someone who could they could call up to the squad, to the actual roster. They might not feel that he's ready for that. They definitely didn't feel it last year. So I would say not only uh, they could they keep a second tight end on the practice squad, I think they will. So it all depends on if if they find someone else and can get Gentry down there, uh, which which him, you know, if it'd be Gentry or Kevin Rader or someone like that that would end up down there. Okay, I do want to talk about Eli Rogers not making the team, but before we get there, guys, this is an honest-to-goodness um, question, and I don't know the answer. I figured between Dave and Brian, one of you would know. Who is the last player that you can think of that did not make the 53-man roster, spent at least one year on the practice squad, and then became a legitimate player for the Steelers? Not another team, the Steelers. Oh, there's a bunch. Okay, so who's the most recent that you uh, B- BJ Finney. Okay, he spent a year, but he's he's not a starter. He's a but he's depth. He's good depth. I'm not saying he's not bad. He would be a starter on probably I get it, but 28 it, other teams. Try to think about a starter. Let me put that criteria okay, in there. Go ahead, Brian. I, I'm blanking. Um, you know, I mean, I don't. Hilton never really spent time on the practice squad that I know of. Um, that's that's pretty tough. Did Ramon Foster? No, he went right to the 53 his first year. Okay. Um, That became, um, I don't know that when you say they had to be a starter, there's plenty of guys that were there first or depth. Well, think think about it while I James Harrison. Okay. Well, think about it while I talk about why I asked you that question, because I'm not a guy that gets enamored with the practice squad. There are some fans out there that are just oh my gosh, who are we going to sign the practice squad? Are they going to clear waivers? Are we going to get them on the practice squad? And I keep on saying to myself, my gosh, these guys, if they're that good, they would have made the 53-man roster. And that's why, for me, when I saw Tuzar Skipper and Ulysses Gilbert III make the team, I'm like, okay, these guys are good enough. What we saw in the preseason was what the Steelers organization saw. They obviously agreed and they put them on the roster. I just don't, I don't have that fascination with the practice squad because – you got guys like uh, like D City. He said Dangerfield. I mean, Rod, Jordan Dangerfield has been with the Steelers. It seems like for the last twenty years, and maybe played in two regular season games. Um, it's just one of those situations where I've always just felt it's it's good if you can keep them in the system. But I was just honestly thinking, who was the last player that has actually come out and done anything from the practice squad? Dave, you have somebody, Alejandro Villanueva. He spent a year on the practice squad, right? Yes, he did. Then that's a good they example. They signed him after – he wasn't even with the Steelers. He was with Remember, the Philadelphia Eagles, and they cut He him. was with Philadelphia was on the defensive event. line. Yeah. yeah, and they brought him to the practice squad to move him to the offensive tackle for a year, and then he made the team – I'm pretty sure it was the very next year. But, I mean, they brought him in. I mean, that was a project. But that wasn't even their own guy. So that doesn't – I don't know that that really no, even d- counts just, as part of your criteria here. Just – Someone that spent time on that, that the Steelers said we're going to put you on the practice squad, and then after development, they actually came to fruition. Brian, can you think of anybody? No, and I think your point is made, Jeff. I think it's a perfect point. It's uh, look, if these guys are are showing up um, this season whatsoever, it means that they're really not going to get a hat on Sundays. They're going to be uh, they're going to be scratched anyways. Um, there, it's really hard to uh, think that this is. Uh, really significant there are extra guys to have there it's your kind of it's kind of your farm system but uh it's rare that they they work out and dave correct me if i'm wrong christian scotland williamson although did not make the 53 does remain on the practice squad regardless correct um i guess technically he could be claimed to the active roster of another team but I um, thought that was oh so you're saying okay so you're saying another team warned him but if not well, if he they wanted him on the fifty three if not right. he's with the Steelers and on the practice okay. squad as an extra guy that's what I was referring to I didn't know I'm pretty sure that it was that Tomlin said at some point that they do have that or it could have been Kevin Colbert said that they do have that another that exemption for at least another year to keep him with the team and that so, so that um, would be you knew he wasn't going to make the roster even if he played fantastic in the preseason I mean unless he was obviously even the number two guy because. Why, if you got him for free to carry an extra guy, why not take advantage of it? Right. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, um, let's talk a little bit about Eli Rogers. Eli Rogers, was. Well, this happens every year in the five plus years that I've done this article and this 
stuff for the website. You try to find that one player who I feel like is the biggest name that gets cut, and you, you put them in the headline of the article. The cuts are highlighted by, and so this year is Eli Rogers. Last year is Landry Jones. Um, I do want to mention that uh, Joe Rudder of the Pittsburgh Tribune, if you want to read this verbatim from his Twitter feed, he brings up a good point. Dave, you've mentioned this before. He said the Eli Rogers cut doesn't necessarily mean he's done with the Steelers. They could always bring him back if they make an injured reserve move. For instance, Justin Lane, which we don't know what his injury was in week four of the preseason, but he left the game early. Or Ola Denye, if the knee is not responding to the surgery that he had again with that reported torn meniscus. He said last year they cut my favorite player, Nat Berhe, and then re-signed him after putting Ola on the injured reserve. So that could happen. Guys, not only do you think that'll happen, but what was your reaction when it did happen? Brian, we'll start with you. My first reaction was, thank goodness, because you don't need a, you don't need this guy. And if you wanted to keep Tuzar Skipper, you wanted to keep up Ulysses Gilbert III, you had to make some cuts here and there. And they really didn't need to have six wide receivers if one of them was not going to be a specialist like Holton or Spencer. Um, really, the only reason to keep that sixth when they did in the past was to have Darius Hayward Bay. Hayward Bay. Um, so that's exactly what they would have been doing with that six. It's not necessary. He's almost a clone of what you have in Ryan Switzer. And Ryan Switzer is a guy that uh, Ben Roethlisberger has a rapport with. And uh, keep in mind, Rodgers had a lot of drops um, before in 2017. He was absolutely dreadful. Um, he was coming on before he got got hurt at the end. But this this is a guy that that really didn't need at this point for everything you have you if he would have made the team why would have you been giving him a hat on Sundays he would have been a guy that would have been uh scratched in on Dave's article about the seven that are sitting what about you Dave what were your thoughts when Eli Rogers was not on the team well I that was something I did text to you and Brian as we were trying to figure out when we were going to go on the show which you mentioned is that he would be the guy that would mo that would be the easiest to bring back if they had someone that needed to go on the IR designated to return. I say designated to return, but they don't have to designate them anymore. The only thing you have to do is keep them on the roster for one day. And then, you know, back, back in the day, you had to say which guy it was when he went on the IR. They don't make you do that anymore. You could have three guys all there available and then decide. I think they're allowed two now. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, but you don't have to designate them ahead of time, but they still call it designated to return because they haven't come up with a better way to, to describe it. But if there was someone like that, that the Steelers haven't been talking about, a lot of people were saying, Ola, I don't know that he's out that long. Um, but actually he could, if you think about it, because they carry the 10 linebackers, it could be him because if they, if it was a, if it was a linebacker, then they bring in a wide receiver. They're right back to their typical numbers of, you know, 10 linebackers, 10 defensive backs, or sorry, nine linebackers, 10 defensive backs, six defensive linemen, blah, 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 straight up down to what it's been for a couple of years. So that's the biggest thing with Rodgers. But that's just someone who could be that player, but it doesn't mean that he's going to be that player because I still don't know that he's their best option at wide receiver to bring back if they want to bring somebody back. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what will happen. Um, a lot of people, you know, like this is the end for Duck. Duck Dynasty, Devlin Hodges is no longer there. Um, I'll tell you what, let's go through some questions. And we can sit here and talk about specific players. Gerald Hawkins, I just want to say a quick statement about him. If you didn't hear, Gerald Hawkins, the offensive tackle, was traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was for a 2021 six-round draft pick, whereas the Buccaneers get the Steelers' seventh-round pick and Hawkins. And I was really ticked off when I saw that Ed Buchette, now of The Athletic, on Twitter wrote, it's in 2021, why even bother? Because in 2021, where there's 2020, 2021, a six-round pick is a six-round pick. And that six-round pick could turn into trade bait in a, a trade for someone else. Dave would know this better than anybody because he goes back and figures out this pick from this trade and turned into this and that and the other. You can acquire picks that you take something. This guy was going to get cut. Getting anything for a player that was going to get cut and get nothing is a bonus for me. So even if it's two years down the road, it's a good trade. The Steelers were smart. Kudos for them. Now, here's a question for with the uh, Super Chat feature, $1.99 from Colton. He said, is Shady talking about LaShawn McCoy an option? And the answer is no. no. His contract, which unless the – I mean, he's released – 
that he'll be, I believe. So that's that's a hefty number. I think he's getting paid. That's why he's not with the Bills anymore. I don't think they need him either. Um, guys, do you do agree or disagree? You know, I I really don't see a reason to bring him in uh, if he clears waivers and it's a veteran minimum thing, and you think that uh, he could give you some better action than uh, Benny Snell Jr. Um, if you think there's, uh, if you really hate the upside with uh, BSJ, then you know maybe. But I, I really, uh, they stay away from guys like that at this point. Dave, yeah, n- not enough upside for the cost. Let alone yeah. if they even had the room to do it. So it's just they don't really need that. I, I Samuels has showed that he is a viable backup. I mean. I know we're not all all impressed with Benny Snell Jr. yet, but uh, he'll be there on special teams, and I just I think it's going to be the Connor and Samuel show. Don't be shocked. Well, you got to think Benny Snell has to get a helmet, right? You're not going to roll into a game with just two running. Backs. They always go with three. Yeah. They always go with three. Okay, so if you have questions, fire away in the live chat. You can obviously uh, use the super chat feature if you want to mention that earlier. Uh, but let's see here. We've got some questions coming. How impactful, this is from Mike, do you guys think uh, the receiving core will be? Good question. Let's go with Brian first. Well, we know how uh, good Juju Smith-Schuster could be, and uh, I really feel that he is now a, a wide receiver. In the field. Is he, did he get meters? That's just me. <laughs> now I can't hear Dave either. Sorry, I muted myself. Brian is not, Brian, I don't think it's an internet connection. I think it might be a wire connection with his headphones oh, okay. because he was kind of cutting in and out. He might want to check that. Okay. Um, I don't know if he can hear us. We can hear you now. No, I can hear you now. I can okay. hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know I was cutting out. Am I okay? Yep, yeah, you're good. good now. Yeah. Back I do apologize. Well, here's here's the thing. Washington, we know what Schuster can do as a wide receiver one. And then you go ahead and have James Washington, who did not just catch passes from his college quarterback. He caught passes from Dobbs. I'm not sure if he caught anything from Hodges. But, you know, as far as everything goes, I was really excited about what James Washington did. Washington can do. Moncrief, we haven't seen much of it yet, but we're going to see it in the regular season. Deontay Johnson's going to do some stuff too. Um, so the guys on the back end, uh, number five with Ryan Switzer or, or whoever, maybe Johnson doesn't get a hat every week, but you do have a pretty good core there. So I'm happy. What about you, Dave, in terms of wide receiver core going into 2019? All right. Well, it's going to be real interesting. And I'm I'm going to have an article out about breaking down some stuff with the, with the, with with who they kept and everything i i think the biggest thing is it's so surprising that they're going with five because i didn't think deontay johnson would be ready to be active the first week and if they're going with five they've got to have them all active so that's why i'm wondering we could be doing this whole big discussion right now and there might be that there's that person that's going on the ir to bring in the other receiver because going Either they're sure Deontay Johnson is all right to, to be the fifth guy because they because they, they need five uh, for when they go five wide for the most part. I mean, it's been very rare that they haven't done that, and that's just because of excess injury. But if one guy gets injured or anything like that, then they're really going to have to – that's where they're going to be thin right now. Might be thin. They're very versatile with this group. I like the versatility. Juju can line up in the slot. Several guys can play outside. You think about Deontay Johnson – Right, right now, everyone kind of has their, you know, they're worried when the season starts and they start rolling, it's going to be fine. Here's a $2 tip from Snowman. He says, are you surprised about Dirty Red? He's talking about Tyler Matakevich making the team. Brian, what do you think? I, I wasn't surprised personally, but were you? Not surprised at all. He's uh, one of the best special teamers in the league and they value him. Dave? I'm not surprised either, even though... He- I was I was desperately doing everything that I could to get 
Skipper and, and I'm going to say Grant again, Gilbert on the roster. And I was trying to find a cut somewhere. Was it receiver? Was it offensive line? Was it defensive line? Was it safety? And I ultimately said, let's just cut another linebacker. And I said, they'll do something crazy like cut dirty red that no one, you know, some, a lot of people wanted, but I didn't think what people expected. Yeah. I'm not surprised that's not what they did. I'm, I'm not surprised at all that it was somewhere else because they value him. But the question is, I'm pretty sure with these young young guys, he's going to obviously be out there for special teams early on. The question is going to be, by the end of the season, do these guys show so much upside that he's the guy not getting a helmet on game day? It's possible. It's it's really possible. Um, I, I, I knew he was going to make the team. I knew he was going to make the team. They like him for a bunch of different reasons, so I knew he was going to make the team. Here's a question. Between now and the start of the season, if you were to say 10, very likely, one, not likely at all, what's your number for the Steelers making a trade or picking up another player off waivers? Dave, we'll start with you. So 10, it's going to happen. One, not going to happen. Where are you falling on that trail? I'll go eight and a half. Okay. I think it's pretty likely, and I think it'll be tight end. Um, some people thought it would be safety. I don't think it would be safety because they basically had their choice be- between uh, Dangerfield or someone who wasn't really, we haven't talked about yet, that was cut of Marcus Allen. Yeah. That they, they had their choice between the two of them. And if, unless he gets picked up, I see Marcus Allen on the practice squad. Um, and I think, I don't think he'll be picked up. I think that's where he'll be. So I think tight end is the biggest need. And the question is if they can find the right fit for the right price, that's the only reason it's not a 10. Okay. Brian? I'd say about a two. I uh, really don't really? know. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see a guy like Cameron Bright come in here, but, I mean, look, he's he's a pass-catching tight end, too. Um, so I, I really don't see them giving up way too much. I think they have some ideas with Samuels, with uh, with Chooks, even though, like like we said, he's not a pass-catching tight end. But I think they're, they're going to use some versatility of uh, their roster now and not give up way too much. They've given up a three next year. Um, even if they get that three back from the Le'Veon Bell, um, Le'Ve- Le'Veon Bell leaving, uh, that's still a third-round pick. I don't think they want to give up too much more. The the question we always have to remember is how are they going to pay him, whoever they bring in, whether it's a safety or tight end, uh, three point whatever or four million dollars in cap space is not going to get you much, and so you can talk about all these players that are being released, and not only if they're waived and you put in a claim for them, are you not guaranteed to get them? But at the same time, you have to pay their salary when you pick them up, and so unless they get a deal done with Joe Hayden, which is still a possibility. We talked about this on the post-game show, but we talked about it in the preview Thursday night. Although it's still a possibility, I still don't think, if that doesn't happen, I don't think they can afford to make any moves. So keep that in the back of your mind as well. Now, we have a few questions here I want to get to before we get to that. The David DeCastro autograph football that we are giving <laughs> away for free. Uh, Dave, you let's give live you can get this football for free, but Dave, there's only we have a fourth league now, so we could have upwards of 400 people vying for this one autograph football that we are giving away for free. Did I mention that it's free? You have to do nothing. There's only what? How many? 20 spots left? You said? No, I wanted to go in and double check again. We said we were going to cut it off at four o'clock. We're going to go until we fill that league. There's 10 spots left. Holy so moly. That's it. There's 90 people in the league. There's 10 spots. So if the, the last 10 people that grab them, that's your spot. Um, I don't even know if there's a way I could close it out. I mean, I think I, I could figure it out, but I don't really, I don't really yeah, care. It would be I great, know. really great to fill that out. So this is a point where it's not guaranteed to be a spot left anymore. Once we hit that four o'clock, if we had filled it up before four o'clock, we'd have started the next one and then cut it off. Not now. We will fill up this one. That'll be it. That will make it officially 397 contestants because I'm in there four times, <laughs> which just because I set them up. And that's that, that, that'll be fun. We're sort of 387 right now. So 10 spots, get in there. 10 spots. The, um, the, there's still the article on the page. I think it, I think we I published to, it yesterday. I have to scroll down a little bit. Yeah. So it's, it's still there, there though. Get in yeah. there. I'm so, in. Yeah, so yeah. One, I'm in the second league. I yeah, think. which one are you so, in, Brian? I'm in number three. You're number three. So there and, you go. Uh, 
And I know Dave is going to uh, go ahead and give the football away when he wins it, but he's not going to because I'm going <laughs> to win it and I'm keeping it because I'm greedy. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 not going to win it. I'm I'm going out week one. I mean, I would say what my pick is now, but I don't know if you guys really want me to or not. Steelers, no. the Steelers in New England. Yeah, don't. <laughs> no, you're close. They're going New England over Pittsburgh. I'm going New England because you know why? Uh, no matter what, I'm going to be happy if I get knocked out of the league. I don't care because the Steelers just beat the Patriots. You should be banished from the show. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I mean that it, it, it's a it's a it's a trying to take some sort of joy out of a bad situation moment that I could say at least I'm still in the Survivor League. But uh, um, I just want to watch it. I want to watch the Survivor League. So please, please, yeah. please, please, let me get knocked out week one. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I know that um, Ross in the live chat said, how do we join? There is a link, but you have to go to the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You have to scroll down about halfway down the page. You'll see an article that says, sign up. And, the, and there's all the details and all the links that you need. So do that. There's and, a link that's right there. You just, as long as you have a Yahoo ID, you click on it. It has all the information and password there. You just yeah. have to be signed in and you join. Can I make a comment real quick? Sure, Brian. I think this is awesome what we do. I'm going to toot our own horns because here I, I don't see people giving away stuff. We've given up a, given a Juju jersey away. We've given up tickets for a game. This is something that you know we talk about with the tip jar. This helps go towards that, and that's exactly what it does. It's not for uh, the three of us to go to Arby's and party together. It's for us to go ahead and add extra value to you. So this is one thing. It's fun. We get to do all this bragging rights. I can't wait to see people, uh, you know, busting on people for their pick being gone. But I just love the fact that we have a community here and we're giving stuff back to you. What, what is it Arby's that would be worth a party? That's what I want to know. <laughs> hey. When you beef and cheddar, you're partying all night long, my friend. Did you guys okay. know that Arby's got its name for phonetically Arby's roast yeah. beef? You were wrong. That. You're That's wrong. I, really? That's not true. The uh, Arby's Arby's was created was founded by the Raffle Brothers, R A F F E L. But it, it, it is for R B. And it's R B. That's what I mean. Like, but R-B, it's not for roast beef. beef. It's for Yeah, it's not for roast oh, beef. Yeah. Okay. But it is for right. R B. It's for the yeah. Raffle Brothers, yes. Yeah. I like mine better. Well, yeah, I, I I like the fact that I'm right. Though. All right, here's a good question here from Ron. He says, guys, is this the best linebacker and offensive line depth we've had in years? Dave, Brian, let's go with Brian first. I mean, uh, let's say since 2010. Yeah, probably. Dave? Offensive line depth, I'm going to say yes, because I think you're going to have guys that aren't getting a helmet that could possibly be quality enough to start on other teams. Um, when it comes to linebacker, I'm going to say um, potentially because of, I mean, look, between between Gilbert, between Skipper, between Ola, you have a combined nine defensive snaps in the NFL. So out of three of your seven guys in a linebacker, I mean, regular season snaps, that's what you have. So they're it, it, they're very unproven. They're very young, but man, you gotta you gotta love uh, what they've shown so far. Okay, uh, we had a question. I'm not sure who that was that asked, but Dave, you would know the answer to this, and that is, um, what is the give everyone the rundown for the practice squad? It is Sunday at noon that pl- the teams can start to assign players to the practice squad. Yes, even players that were released early, like yesterday, the, they just compile them all together. I think from basically after the game Thursday night through 4 o'clock today, they put them all on the same level so people wouldn't be coming off at different times. They clear wave. They have until noon on Sunday for teams to make a waiver claim on those on those players. I don't know if there's any lag in there that the, that the players have to be notified um, that they could be signed on a practice squad, but um but I do know that teams have until noon tomorrow to make the claim. So it'll be sometime after that that you'll see. I mean, players have already announced that that um, that they're projected to go into the practice squad if they're not claimed. Um, I can list off a couple of them. Um, it was Spencer and um, Mondo, Mondo, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, and I'm pretty sure one of the offensive linemen. I was surprised when I saw uh, – um, who it was? Was it ha- Hasnow or something? It was one. Of, it was one of those other guys um, that that was a potential practice squad guy that that they had said something about 
but I was surprised, but that came out right before he the needs whole Jared Hawkins. Yeah, that was that was before the whole Gerald Hawkins thing. So I don't know. That one that one I'm not hundred percent sure about if he was actually one of those. But but the other guys, yeah, they've already talked about it, but they have to not be claimed first. Right. Okay. Um, I saw it in the live chat. I, I, I want to put it up on the screen. And I think this is a good way to end the show. Michael says, is it Sunday night football yet? I'm getting impatient. Yes. It's, <laughs> it, this is the time. Like It's after Sunday. The practice squad is done. The roster is, if you might have a couple of moving pieces still, but really this is the team. This is the team that's going to be going into Foxborough on Sunday night football in just about a week, week's time to see what they're really made of. And this is when we'll actually get to talk about games that really count. So let me quickly run down what's going to happen here in the next few days um, in terms of content. So first and foremost, tomorrow there will be a show. It might just be myself, but I'm probably going to do a show um, that's kind of like a Q&A show. Maybe it'll be after, it'll probably be after they've announced their, their practice squad. So we'll probably talk about that. Monday, though, the hangover will be on with Brian and Tony. Uh, Tuesday will be the stat geek. Wednesday will be the standard is the standard. Thursday will be the preview. Friday will probably be, yeah, I said it. Saturday will be probably myself or someone else doing a Q&A show. And then Sunday will be the postgame show after the Steelers and the Patriots go head-to-head -head on primetime. So we have a lot coming. Uh, but before we go, Steel58 gives us 20 bucks. We appreciate that. He says, do we feel comfortable with our secondary this year? That's a really good question. What do you think, Dave? Yes. I, I mean, I, I, I like, I feel better about Artie Burns this year than last year. And I just with how he's playing and I feel even better knowing that he's not going out there to start week one, that, that he's in a much better place for that. So I like the depth there. I also like the depth of, of these guys like a Mike Hilton and a Cam Sutton that could also go back and play safety. I like that, uh, as long as everything's fine with Sean Davis, that uh, that Cam Kelly is a nice addition, and he's got a lot of work in this this preseason and through training camp and everything. That uh, that, that he's going to be quality there, but I like that he doesn't have to start. So I that's one thing I really like. And I will say this: I'm going to go on record unless something else crazy happens. Um, if he's not on, a, if there wasn't a problem with him injury wise, and he's actually there practicing, you're looking at Justin Lane as your not getting a helmet secondary guy every week. Okay. What about you, Brian? You like the secondary? Cautiously optimistic. You know, uh, injuries could derail everything in a heartbeat. And if that happens, then you're scratching your head. You're back to Artie Burns. Um, but the wild card, not really a wild card, the guy that I'm really excited about that really changes everything is Steven Nelson. I think that uh, is going to prove to be a fantastic pickup. Um, I like the safeties. I love Edmonds jump from year one to year two so far. Um, I think he's still a work in progress, but I really think he is going to be a solid 10-year player for this team, actually. Um, you know, I'm not saying superstar, but I think he's going to be very solid back there. Um, I, you know, I like what they have, but in this league, on any given Sunday, it could turn on a dime. So right now, I'm optimistic. And just remember... Week one is week one, and we could go back and rattle off the last few week one games that the Steelers have had in the past few years, which are not typically against a team of the caliber of the Patriots. And it's been a mixed bag of goods in regards to the outcome. Last year was the tie. We all remember the game where the Steelers were over the beating the Browns by a ridiculous margin, only to have them storm back in the second half and almost win the game. Just understand that we, as the Steelers, if they were to go to New England and Tom Brady were to have success against the secondary, it does not doom the secondary for the entire season. They can still improve. They can still get better. They can they can still gel as a team. Think about it. Joe Hayden hasn't even played yet this preseason. Steven Nelson has only played a handful of snaps in every single preseason game. No, he didn't even play in the first one, I don't think. And you have other guys like Sean Davis, who's been banged up periodically. Terrell Edmonds. I'm not creating excuses for them. I'm just stating that as a fan base, let's not go over to the Clemente Bridge if Tom Brady has success in week one and prepare to thrust yourself off it. It's just don't. Because the team that's in week one is not going to be the team that's playing in week 17. We know this. That's fact. So understand that it's a long season. Will it be a tough loss if the Steelers lose? Absolutely. There's a lot of lingering effects from this game in terms of the AFC positioning and the head-to-head -head win and all that stuff. We'll talk about that ad nauseum this week. But 
I just want everyone to make sure that with the secondary, the defense as a whole, or even the offense, it might take some time. Other teams stumble too, so let's not forget about that. Um, here's the last. We'll, we'll, we'll do this one last. Darren asks, uh, Jeff, Dave, Brian, what are your Sunday night football plans for the game? Barbecue, friends with family, or what? For me, I'm sorry, there. it depends on whether Dave Schofield can make a 45-yard field goal on Friday night. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do i had to bring that up dave you yeah of course that. you're gonna bring that up <laughs> um for me guys i just be honest uh, games for me are me sitting in front of the tv with my laptop up feverishly typing for the majority of the game and i know that brian because he does his knee-jerk reaction he's there typing as well dave probably has his laptop up just in case and oh yeah he's ready, he's ready to do work it's a job I have to interrupt you, Jeff. Jeff, ahead, Dave. What's up? There's one spot left of the contest. Holy cow. <laughs> we are at 99. Wait, better hurry up. <laughs> Would you be tempted to start another one? Uh, we're past the deadline. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The deadline. You're, come on. Hey, we're, we're, you're, you're the boss, Jeff. We you're could have boss. almost 500 fans. You know what? We've got We've got one week to do it, right? We can get 100 more people. Yeah. Let's get 500. If every if every podcast pumps this up throughout the week, I feel like we would get it yeah. well before the Sunday. We, we'll, we'll get it. I haven't even talked to my my vast amount of friends and my fifty two followers. So um, you know, <laughs> actually, I'm up to sixty seven, and I'm really excited about that. Oh. But um, now here's the deal: why not? Why not? Especially with I mean, with you uh, pulling a hammy on Friday, we're going to get so much so much exposure from that. <laughs> and every when the touchdown zone T-shirts come out, we're going to have exposure from that. Oh, T-shirt update! I forgot. I've I've I got connected with the company I was trying to reach out with. The touchdown zone shirt is happening. And also, if someone I've had a lot of people, especially everyone here, if you're on this show right now, meaning Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis, as writing paid writing contributors to Behind the Steel Curtain, you are going to get a free BTSC logo T-shirt this year. Yes, so and you, I, you know I'm buying I the touchdowns. So excited, Jeff, but I'm really disappointed. Why? They only go up to three X. Well, no, I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't know. I'll well, I was going to buy one, and no, they well, went up to all paid, I just, I just found out that all the paid yeah. writing contributors are going to get free logo T-shirts this year yes. from the fan shop. But if you're someone that's like, man, I just want a behind the steel curtain SB Nation logo right there on the heart of the chest. You can go to the fan shop. If you scroll on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you'll see it's really big there. Click on it. It's got stuff from um, – we'll have our T-shirts up there as well. So make sure the Touchdown Zone shirts are happening, folks. They are happening. My goal is to, by the week four, by week four, to get those shirts in publication, get in the zone, Touchdown Zone. Hey, you know what? We'll we'll have to have a uh, we'll have to have a contest. That could be our next contest. Somebody gets a Touchdown Zone shirt autographed by me. There you go. Um, now no one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> they want the shirt. They just don't want the autograph. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So, guys, but, um, go ahead. The, the question from Darren hasn't been answered yet. I said mine. Dave, what do you do for the games? Anything crazy for Sunday Night Football? I sit in my down in my Steelers viewing area with the largest TV and and check the game out with with my laptop up and if i get a chance to i sit back in my millennium falcon beanbag chair and uh and just just enjoy it and i dress up with the exception of the mask i wear everything but the mask that I, uh, that i wear to the game when i'm even watching at home well here's a here's a question are you both superstitious in regards to jerseys worn clothing worn seats that you where you sit uh brian are, are you superstitious i know you're superstitious i don't know how but there's leveling de there's different degrees of it you know what um i used to sit in the same spot but since i lost my uh steeler basement for a little bit because of a flood on the opener like when cleveland and pittsburgh were tying everything was going bad then my house started flooding so um i don't have the i don't have the official bd touchdown zone back yet we used to call it steeler central but i i'm changing it but um what i do is i typically wear the jersey i have a lot of jerseys because that's kind of something i do i get more every year in fact my rosie nicks jersey is on its way 
my Ramon Foster jersey's on its way, so I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Um, but what I do is I I if they're wearing color rush, I have to wear color rush. If they're wearing home white black, I have to wear the same that they're wearing. That's pretty much the extent of what I do now. Okay, what about you, Dave? Superstitious? Um, maybe sometimes just to mess with people. I mean, I, I've, I've mentioned before that we, that, um, through the, with the Steelers, uh, touchdown run where they beat the Seahawks, that that was thanks to the people that I watched the games with, because we were, um, we had figured out who was holding the football at the proper time. And like we said, we even had to throw it during kickoffs and punts and it had to be in the air at the right time. And because we figured out the Steelers won. But honestly, I really, I really don't. I, if someone changes a jersey during the game, the Steelers start to do bad, we'll give them a hard time and say, you can't change jerseys during a game. It's your fault and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, it's fun and I do it. But at the same time, I know me sitting at my house, a state away has nothing to do with what the Steelers are doing on the field. But it's fun to think that it is. That's right. Isaac gives us 10 bucks in the tip jar. He says, I'll be sitting 50 feet high on a drilling rig listening to the game. Might be tempted to jump if we <laughs> don't jump, Isaac. It's don't. Just don't. It's only week one. And and for those that might be in the live chat for the first time, when we talked about Isaac with his comment at the beginning, you got you got to understand that we love Isaac. Isaac oh, yeah. is who donated the Juju Smith-Schuster jersey that we That's gave true. away. So when we said that to Isaac, like, come on, man, it wasn't a problem. We don't trust me. We don't have a problem with Isaac. Isaac's great. Yeah, Thank you, Isaac. Um, please don't jump in. No, this is a family. We, uh, we, you bust on us. We bust on you. Trust me. We bust on each other. Yes, that's, uh, that's, that's why there's a 45 year old, that sounds uh, really 45 bad, yard Brian. field goal. Brian, and that sounded really bad. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Hence why I have to go out and risk injury in order to try to kick a field goal. <laughs> okay. So for me, in terms of superstition, I know Brian knows this. I always wear, whatever jersey like he said that they they wear so color rush i've put on the color rush jersey that brian so graciously gave me um although i had to change it at one point uh, there was a on year Christmas. where I, there was a year where i was actually selling my house and so i was living at my mother-in-law's house and i didn't have my jerseys accessible to me so i had to wear a steelers t-shirt turns out i couldn't wear a black steelers t-shirt because it would always lose so it had to be a yellow one or a gray one but with my jerseys back, my brother got me a pair of Steelers Zubas. I'm talking Zubas. I love and it. so I'm really thinking about, because my wife hates them. Like she won't even want me to wear them around the house. Um, so I'm thinking about wearing those things every game and like to the grocery store, like everywhere. She'll hate you it. You and Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> so for me, that's, that's probably what I want. I don't know what I'll do. I, I just, for me, I'm a Jersey guy. Anyone that knows me, I have one Jersey. Ben Roethlisberger, all my jerseys, away home, throwback, color rush, they're all number seven. That is, until then, Dave and I were talking about this earlier, until that number, number two. two. He said, what do we have to wait for? Because Mason Rudolph won the backup job. What are we waiting for? And I said, he's got to play in a regular season game, and he's got to play well. I'm not talking about Josh Dobbs throwing one pass in Baltimore for a first down and coming off the field. I'm talking about Ben gets dinged up. He's got an ankle injury. Mason's the guy. If he goes out and wins that game, Brian, I'm calling you. I'm saying, give me it's that number two. Cart. Give it's me that number two. <laughs> Dave, would you, would you pull the trigger earlier than that? I don't know. It's it's a little bit tempting because I, I think – I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if it, it, no, if you were saying, you know what, let's do it, I'd be like, yes, we're, we're both going to do it. And we would both debut them at the same time on the same podcast. Um, so if, if you said yes, I'd be in. But I also understand your your hesitation because I have yeah. a couple more jerseys than you do. Uh, not I, I, I probably only have 10% of what Brian does. But, uh, yeah, I think I have five. So it would. It, I'm, I'm really picky with them as well. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, and I get that. Now, I have something that I have not unveiled yet, and if I'm waiting for the, the right time, but I bought a pair of you from the Steelers, a used pair of B.J. Finney's pants. <laughs> Now I have a picture of him. I, have, I, I think Jeff's seen the picture. Story. You know, I'm thinking this is a 320 pound man. Uh, this is a big guy, and he's huge. And I'm thinking, me, they'll fit. Now, that was 30 pounds ago. I dropped 30 pounds since. So I'm hoping to get them out and start wearing them, and them not looking lewd because I've guessed over. Wait a second, but, is it, you're gonna wear these for the games? 
Oh yeah, that's why I bought them. I want to wear these oh, on game day. Gosh, I am not going to your house for games. I do not want to see you anywhere near this. <laughs> and it's amazing. I mean, I'm a lot smaller than what. I mean, I weigh a lot less than what BJ Finney does, even when I was bigger. And here's the thing. I don't know how they fit into them. I mean, like women that went out in the 90s on fr- on Friday night to go to the singles bars, th- these are tighter than what they wore. They, oh I mean, that God. was loose fitting oh. clothes, you know, so I mean, but I w- maybe we'll put the picture up one of these days on the site. <laughs> No, so I, I, no, no, no. Brian, Brian is wearing the BJ Finney pants to the to the field goal kickoff uh, in order to make this happen. If I've got to kick a, if I've got to kick the field goal live on live streaming, Brian's got to be there in the pants, and Jeff Here's has to be deal. in those pants. Jeff has to be in the pants. I'll wear my Zubas. If I find fine. in your Zubas, if if I find them. And that's just because everything's still packed. We're still going through stuff. I will diligently look for them. I'll be glad to wear the finnies. Oh, my gosh. This Friday could be legendary or could be an absolute <laughs> crap test. I have no idea what's going to happen. You could make or break the blog site, man. <laughs> could make or break Dave, period. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's what my wife says. She's like, you're going to be so broken. <laughs> yeah, Dave might be living in one of our one of our basements, I think. <laughs> <Jeff>. <laughs> All right, you know, so we've 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 gone a lot longer than I thought we would for this show, but it's been a good show. Let's sum up the roster again. Yes, real quick. for those because there are a lot of people that are just chiming into the show and they're like, "Uh, I know Bo. I don't know what he was doing under a rock. He's asking all these questions about who's made the team." For crying out loud, Bo, look online. So <laughs> here's the thing: um, Eli Rogers out, Ryan Switzer in, Tuzar Skipper, Ulysses Gilbert in. Out Marcus Allen and uh, I'm trying to think who else on the defense would be out that we were expecting to possibly make it. Sutton Smith, Sutton, Sutton Smith, Derwin Gray out. Um, you have the usual cast of characters. I would like I told Dave the other day, there's was only five people that you're really looking for to see if they make the team or not. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was expected. Um, it wasn't Gerald really Hawkins a, traded. Gerald Hawkins traded to the Buccaneers for um, a ham sandwich and a six-round draft pick in 2021 draft. Still a good uh, deal. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so good show, guys. Everyone that's in the live chat, we had um, upwards of 250 people at one point. Then we started talking about other stuff. And uh, so, <laughs> it, look, you guys have content. I love this. Pl- I love this space. I should say, you know, it's not only you guys doing the show with you guys because it's awesome, but I love this space. The live chat, like we talked about, Isaac and Bo. These guys are regulars. So if you're just now first time ever tuning in, every single time that we go live, if you are subscribed to our channel, you will get a notification that we're going live, so you don't miss a show. And that's the best thing I can tell you. So go to YouTube.com, search BTSC Steelers Radio. You'll find all our videos there. Subscribe. If you like our videos, it sounds so dumb. It helps us with our exposure. It helps the site grow. It helps our channel grow. And if you're wanting to listen on audio platform, whether it's, you know, you're on the treadmill, you're on your commute to work, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe there, and you won't ever miss a show. That's it. We appreciate it. So as Brian Anthony Davis, or I'm not sorry, Brian Anthony, I was looking at Brian Anthony Davis, as, as Lance Williams always says, remember, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Go ahead, Brian. Or is that you just counting us down? Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, that's what I'm adding to Lance. Okay, there you one, go. two, and if I could get the third one out. There you go. It reminds me of from Wayne's World, you in three. <laughs> Why did you say two or one? Why did you say two or one? You don't say two or one. Okay. I have no clue. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching. We'll see everyone next week uh, for one of our shows. This is a special. So see ya.